Welcome to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast. As we get into one more week until the NFL draft, um, we're very excited and we can't wait to see where these players go. And well, at the, before the end of the show, we're going to do our mock draft 2.0, which is going to be our last one. Um, and before we like really get into our our topics, I was, I just want to say something to anybody that's talking about the Jets. This is for you, Tim Tebow, that can't throw over twenty five yards. Um, Chris Johnson, you uh, bless you, God bless you in your situation, and all the Jets fans. Come on, stop it! To like literally, and not and non Jet fans, stop it! I don't know what makes you. I think y'all can hit us. With low blows, we're not even the lowest team, lowest rank on the board. Let's just stop the nonsense. That's that's all I want to say. Um, I don't know if y'all want to say something, Charmin or Chris, before I go right ahead. But go right ahead. Uh, what he said. Right. <laughs> you said it perfectly, man. You you said it 100 percent perfectly, man. It's I, I'm tired of it too. It's always, but you know what? Until you win, until you win a Super Bowl. They always want to be talking. Right. They're always going to be talking. So I think that's the only way that you're going to shut people up. Like up until a couple of years ago, people used to talk crap about the Eagles, even though they were pretty good for a while. But until they won that Super Bowl, that was their answer. Well, you never won a Super Bowl, right? All Cowboy fans used to rip on the Redskins, Giant fans, always the same thing. Even though the Eagles did well against them, they're like, yeah, but you didn't win a Super Bowl. So, you know. But now that they nonsense, <laughs> So you mean, so you mean, there's just a bunch of haters walking around, right? That's all you're talking about, right? Always, always. Yeah, okay. always. Right, you know that. None, yeah, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now let's let's get into our topics for the night. The first topic is uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, sorry, Christian McCaffrey, new contract extension, um, four years, sixty-four million dollars, the highest-paid running back in a football league. Um, just a quick take, uh, Chris. Started off with you. Uh, is that a good deal for Christian McCaffrey, and why? Uh, I think it's a great, you know, because he's not your normal running back right now. I mean, that guy is just incredible. What, what he did last year: thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. Um, I mean, he's their their whole offense, really. Uh, so, if anybody deserves to get it, I think it's I think it's that guy. Uh, I know it's a lot of money for a running back. I know everybody's going to go crazy. Running back shouldn't get that kind of money. But he's not your normal running back in this league anymore. I mean, last year he had 13, over 1,300 yards, 1,300 yards rushing, over 1,000 yards receiving, 19 total touchdowns. I mean, the guy was a machine. Uh, so, you know, $16 million for a, for a player like that is is probably about what it should be. So, God bless him, man. Good, good, good deal. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much, how much more you have to say to the kid about the kid. I mean, the level of consistency in his game is ridiculous. The, his numbers in the last three years eclipse some of the best running backs. You know, some of the best at his position in their first three years. You know, he, he, he is something else, and his. Level of play, no matter where you put him, it's almost like he just gets better and better at what you ask him to do. You know, he you ask him to um, to block for the to you know to chip block, he does that really well. Even if he's a smaller guy, you ask him 
to run shallow routes. He does that really well because he has incredible speed and incredible change of direction. Um, he could run down. He, he He's basically a wide receiver. He could line up as a slot receiver. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. And, oh, he could run, run in between the tackles, even if he's a slight, small guy. Right? But he's just a ball of energy and a ball of strength. So even if he's smaller, he's pretty powerful. You can't just um, tackle him because won't work, you know. Um, and he's he's zero to sixty. He's almost unmatched in the NFL. So, you know, you give him a short drop, you know, a short ball, a little hitch route, you know, a little you know, a little uh, angle route, and he crosses the face of a, a linebacker and he's gone, you know. So, listen, man, when you have a weapon like that and with his production, you you try to keep him around. You pay him as much. And I keep telling people, the people that the naysayers need to stop. Um, over the years, NFL contracts never really last. How many people you know that had a full year contract and they actually ended the contract the way it began? It's almost unheard of, you know. So I pray it doesn't happen to the kid. I, I, I wish that he plays the whole four years and he gets all his money, but most people that sign huge contracts like that, they go probably two to three years into the contract. And by the third year, the team is like, well, can we restructure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so stop it already. Let the kid enjoy his money. Let the kid, because I think he's, it's well-deserved. <laughs> and plus, I look at it this way. If you're going to pay the guy, this is the time to pay him. Because let's say he does go the full four years and, uh, you know, and he's still productive after those four years. Then you make a decision when he's because I think he's twenty three year uh, twenty three twenty three now. Yeah. So um, if he's twenty three now in four years he'll be twenty seven twenty eight at that time. Yeah, giving him a four year deal when he's twenty seven twenty eight. Then you could argue that, but now you can't argue, man. The guy is, you know, the guy's an MVP basically of the league. I mean, what what this guy's doing? So he he definitely deserves it, man. He's you know. Top running back, no doubt. Man, congratulations to you, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I just want to say, say it's a blessing uh, to watch you perform the way how you perform, and we hope many more for you, from you. Uh, let's get let's get into Snacks. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, Snacks did not want it to play with the, for the Lions at all. Um, basically, he was saying how he wasn't lifting weights. He was gaining weight. He didn't want to go to the workouts. He didn't want to do nothing. So, so what does that mean for uh, the Lions, Sharman, as when it comes to snacks? And what do you think? What team he can go to? I think we've, I think we've beat, we've, we've uh, um, crossed that this subject a couple of times. Um, how we, we, we have, we're highly questionable behavior by the coaching staff of the Lions. Um, I think I had an episode where we talked about uh, their kind of uh, outdated um, draft um, uh, pro- profiles, especially at linebacker. Uh, the the they basically act like they're the the New England Patriots of you know <laughs> of the West, and and um, and and yet still their coaching staff are not they're not so accomplished. Like Bill Belichick, so they they they're basically playing ahead uh, above their head. Um, 
I think I think we've heard multiple players now uh, complain about the the coaching staff and their attitude and the way they behave and the, the, they, it seems like there's a disconnect or there's no real relationship between the between the coaches and the players. Um, there was rumors of even uh, um, the, the Detroit quarterback having an issue with the coaching. I mean, he never said anything publicly, but there was kind of murmurs going around about that. So you could tell that a lot of players aren't happy with that. Snacks is not known to be a, a, a disgruntled guy. He's a really hardworking guy. I remember he's a UDFA that became a pretty a really good player in the league. Uh, he's not known for a guy to quit on something unless something was happening that was basically personal or he was having a really big disagreement with coaching or front office. And I'll, I'll side with that first because I don't think Snacks is that kind of dude. Um, I think he was also injured. So there's a lot of things going on here. Um, that's, that's more to that thing. I think Snacks will be fine. Um, if he wants to play again, um, he will be one of the better uh, defensive tackles in the league once he suits up. Yeah, he's not that old. I mean, he's going to be 32 in November. So he's, he's probably still got a couple more years left. You know, he's a run-stuffing uh, tackle. So I, I, think, I think he could last a couple more years. He's still pretty, pretty good at what he does. Um, he's not going to give you a lot of sacks, but, you know, but, uh, yeah, I think it's more, I think you're saying, I think it's more about the culture in Detroit than anything else with that coaching staff and Patricia trying to try to be like Belichick more than anything. And uh, we've seen it, and I think we've talked about it a few times, how the former Belichick coaches, former Patriot coaches move on and they're just not successful because they, they have that same mentality and they try to bring that to their next team and it just doesn't work. You know, I think you got to win first before you start acting that way. You got to show that you're a winner, that you're, that you could be a winner first before you, you know, before you start acting this way. So, um, I think until that changes, I think you're still gonna have issues there. Uh, nothing in my in my opinion. I know it sounds crazy, but before he got traded there, he was he was number three. I think he was the number three in a uh, run stop. Um, we know Snack as a run stopper, and um, I know the GM. I know when the GM called him, he didn't answer the phone for hours. So that should tell you that you really didn't want to go. That he didn't really didn't want to go there. And they, uh, he had two years left on his contract, and they agreed to agreed to part ways. But I can understand why Snack didn't want to go there. But at the same time, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, you know, you got to handle things in a more mature manner. If you know that you're going to be there for one year, just say, listen, I don't want to play for this team, but I'll stay for one year. And that's about it, you know? Right. Oh, I also agree with that. I agree with the whole thing. Um, but that's why I'm saying, um, I've, like, we've seen this guy play for both New York teams, and we've never seen him being a kind of a childish dude that that throws tantrums. This is a new side of him. If this is if this is true, this is something that we've never seen seen out of that guy. And and to me, especially with the stories coming out of Detroit, I will side with the coaching staff being the at fault or the front office being at fault first before the kid being at fault. Tell you the truth, yeah. you know, because because again, like I said, you know how much how, how much could you really hide from the New York media, man? You know. 
That dude right. played under the microscope of the New York media for New York, for both New York teams. And not one time did you ever hear he was that a childish guy. Right. You know. So so all of a sudden he turned into a childish dude just because he went to Detroit. I don't know about that, man. Listen, I listen, again. I'm you know I'm not one of those guys that like saying oh it's impossible that he did turn into that guy. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that the when you read the stories and you you know try to line up you know try to uh, connect the dots, just makes no sense. You know, and it makes more sense that something is wrong in Detroit. You know how how do you you like like they traded their safety? What's his name? Quinn. In the middle of the season, for some odd reason, because oh, we wanted to save three million for three million dollars, really? <laughs> because he, because he needed three million dollars, or right. because you did not like something he said? How about mm-hmm. that? You hey, understand they, me? And this like this they, is what I'm trying to tell you. And it's they traded just, away Slay this year, right? For again, yes, and the did. same thing. <laughs> and the same thing came up. The same thing came up. Slay opened his mouth. He said certain things. Mm-hmm. And they disagreed with the things that Slay said, and they basically told him, "Oh, you you ain't shit, right? Oh, you tr- you you practicing for all these big ass corners? You ain't on their level, what? Right. Yeah. Like again, that's a lot. The same <laughs> attitude, the same attitude is the same shit. How are you? How the the common denominator is the coaching staff and the front office of the Detroit of the Detroit Lions." This the, I'm not siding with any player over Detroit. That's the same freaking front off. That's the same team that basically destroyed two of the greatest players we ever saw playing in football. Correct. So, crap. <laughs> exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, move on to our laugh of the week. Uh, you know, last last week we did our podcast, and as soon maybe thirty minutes as soon as the podcast was over, Jameis Winston had a workout video. Of his friend throwing the the punching bag at him <laughs> while he was in while he was trying to I guess stay in the pocket and uh, David David Carr uh, David Carr basically laughed at him and now they had a little Twitter beef. Uh, just a quick take. This this is this is this is funny as hell to me. But uh, Chris, uh, do you agree with David Carr on Jameis Winston's workout? <laughs> yeah, it definitely looked ridiculous. I, I didn't understand what the hell it was what he was trying to simulate in a football game while he was doing that. But I don't know. It made no sense to me while he was doing it. And add in the whole. Uh, quarantine thing, we, you know, we shouldn't be uh, next to anybody right now with the whole virus. So he really should be working out with somebody. Um, so you got two really bad looks of what, what he's doing it. So really horrible. He looked bad, what he was doing. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was funny looking, but it really made no sense. And I'm still, he needs to, he needs to worry about target practice. That's what he needs to Hit the guy with the right color jersey, you know? Oh. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. I uh um what there is a there is a, actually a phrase to describe this kind of behavior. Um that but for some reason I can't take it out of my brain and put it to my to the my lips. Uh, but basically the the description is that of somebody that just cannot understand his surroundings. He can't really take in what's going on around him. This kid is the same kid, and it's almost like he hasn't changed. You think about him, 
think about him shouting whatever um, ludicrous, lewd name that he called a lady he had to apologize. I think she was a, a cab driver. He said some crap to her and she had to apologize. And he stood up on a, on a, on a, on a tape. I, I'm just, I don't, I hate to bring people's past up um, because people are supposed to grow. But it just doesn't seem like he has. He's very childish and he, there's no evolution. He hasn't evolved at all. As a pro football player, I would think that you have come to the realization that you're, you can't train the same way you used to train in college. Absolutely not. You know, even if that was something you used to do when you was nine years old, which it looks like, I'm sorry, that's what it looks like. Uh, it looks like some kind of prank stuff. But um, if you're a pro football player, you need to train like a pro football player. And ain't no way, no how, that whilst you're playing pro football, that there's a big ass bag flying at your head. There's no time that happens. You know, so if you're training to, actually throw the ball as a QB in the NFL, like Chris said, work on your accuracy, work on your release, work on trying to get your, your elbows where it's, your elbow is where it's supposed to be, your hip where it's supposed to be, your shoulder where it's supposed to be, your eyes where it's supposed to be when you're releasing the ball. But you know what that takes? A pro quarterback coach, not your friend that you used to train with since you was 14 years old, you know? That's what Carr was saying, and Carr was Carr was right. Even if he wants to tell Carr, "Oh, mind your business" and all that stuff, dude, the Carr was right. Carr was right. Right. Um, I just want to say is that um, the workout is ridiculously ashamed. He should be ashamed of himself because of the fact of the matter is that, like, dude, ain't ain't nobody gonna come for your head. <laughs> they coming for your legs. You're expecting a rough and the passer call. Like, every what, down? No. Like, if anything, he should be working out with, with receivers, just like Lamar Jackson. Um, he worked out with Antonio Brown. It's ways that you can still work out with these receivers and try and try to learn to get better. Because right now, you're in a backup role situation. You're a backup quarterback. You're not a starter no more. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he'll, he'll get it right. So that was that's all for me. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> and he's not even signed yet, too. That's a whole other issue. Exactly. And that ain't helping it. <laughs> right. So when he signed, he's gonna sign as a backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on. Forget about all of that. Uh <laughs> Little Williams, <laughs> Williams. Uh franchise tag. Uh basically, uh they said the GM Gettleman said that um you know, they got they got the money to franchise tag him, uh, and they didn't want to uh, extend him as of right now. So, uh, Charmin, how do you feel about that? With Leonard, and Leonard Williams did not sign his uh, tender yet. Um, how do you feel about that, and will, will Williams sign it? I don't see why he won't. Um, I, uh, in my opinion, he would be – he's the – the Giants are the only team willing to pay him that amount of money. So, um I don't see why he won't. Um, I think a lot of these uh, unfinished deals where Penn hasn't hit paper has a lot to do with the fact that teams and players haven't really been able to see each other face-to-face. I think eventually when that starts happening, when teams start working on even 
you know, video conferencing calls and getting everybody lined up and stuff like that. I think eventually a lot of those things are going to be signed uh, on the Giants and, and Leonard Williams contract. Uh, I can't see what would be uh, keeping them apart. Uh, I don't understand why Williams haven't signed. Uh, there's probably something I'm missing uh, because I think it's a marriage made in heaven for Williams. But um, we'll see. I mean, I mean, like I said, I think we're, 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 you know, this whole thing, this whole thing is really unprecedented. So we're seeing a lot of uh, side effects to the fact that we there's there's no normal meetings and not the normal day-to-day running of the NFL is kind of, you know, out the window. I think that's part probably part of it. Yeah, definitely. I think that the face-to-face, the uh... Not being able to take physicals, I think, is a big issue, too. Um, but uh, And Gettleman knows, like, if he didn't put the franchise tag on him, and if he didn't want to give him a long-term deal, if he just let him go, he would have looked like an idiot making that trade for this guy, giving up the, what was it, the three and a four for him, or three and a five, whatever it was? Yeah, it was a three and five. Yeah, so I, I think um, it was, like you said, it was a match made in heaven for them. So, uh it has to get done. I think it, it's just a matter of time. Uh, Charmin said it right with the whole. Uh, it's just a. It's just a horrible time right now, and I think everybody's just trying to get through it. And hopefully, we get through it quickly so we can move on. And all these guys can take physicals and get these uh, contracts signed. I mean, the girly trade that happened. That's gonna. He's got to pass a physical too, and we know he's not a hundred percent. So we got to see if that goes through. Uh, Cam Newton, same for Cam Newton. Right. It's the same. It's the same for for a lot of for you know a couple of players, not even a lot, a couple of players. So we so we can definitely we definitely going to check check that out as time moves along, and hopefully things will get better. So when we know who's going to pass that physical and who's not, you know, see who's ready and who's not. At the end of the day, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping well, but it's always that one person or them two people that's not going to pass. Yep. <laughs> So, it happens. right, exactly. Um, Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick said the quarterbacks in the uh, this year's draft is interesting. Um, Chris, where do you see Bill? <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just going with what you know. What, oh what, yeah. Oh no. I, it, oh, listen, you you know how you know why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because yeah, I'm laughing because he's always saying shit like that. He's never. He'll never right. give you the most. You know, you'll never go into detail or whatever. You you know, he'll just come out. <laughs> all we know like, is, hey, what do you think of the weather? You'll be like, <laughs> hey, all we know blue. is there's something going on. That's all I know. He's got mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer and Stidman, right? Stidman. Stidman. He's got only those two guys Steedham. on his roster. Steedham, I'm sorry. Steedham. He's yeah. got those two guys on his roster right now. So you know something is up. I'm. Mm. I can almost guarantee you. If he's not on the phone calling other teams, he's talking to his guys. He's like, all right, we got to get someone else in here. They might – they're telling you that they're happy with, with Stidman and he's going to be great and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I, I'm not buying it. Something's going to happen. And, and uh, Davin, you said it weeks ago about <laughs> Stafford. maybe Stafford. <laughs> I even heard something Lord. about Matt Ryan possibly Woo, with the Falcons. Lord. So – I'm telling you, I I'm, I would not be shocked at all if they make a move during this draft. 
Lord and I Jesus. and they're definitely gonna draft a quarterback. Right. Maybe not I first mean, round, obviously, but yeah. It all depends it all depends on it all depends on, you know, what's Bill Belichick's next move because at this point you can't you can't go into into a losing phase. You have to you have to, you know, Bill Belichick gonna find a way to get to get the quarterback, you know, he don't care who it is, and try to get that quarterback together by the time the season starts. That's his that's his goal. It's like, yeah, we're we're going to anybody, the playoffs. <laughs> anybody that's worried about Bill Belichick and his coaching staff, I'm I think they're kind of uh, missing they've missed the point of the last twenty years. Yes, Tom Brady is a great quarterback. quarterback and he was the glue that kind of stuck everything together. But but you must be out of your mind if you think all of a sudden that team is going to fall apart. It ain't going nowhere. No, it's still going to be a very, very competitive team. So um, I'm not worried. Um, like Chris said, um, if if they tell you Jared Stenham is, is still good, I'll buy, I will buy Jared Stenham because when Matt Castle was a starter, everybody was like, Matt Castle? And then they went 11-5. and five, And everybody was like, oh, Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. You know. And then Matt Castle left New England, and uh, where's Matt Castle? <laughs> I mean, the same. Can you, can you, can you find? Can you find <laughs> Matt Castle? This is what I'm trying to tell you. As Davin would say, garbage. No, hey, the same was with uh, Jacoby Brissett, though. Jacoby Brissett, and he finds ways of wins with these quarterbacks that we don't know. Right. This is what I'm trying – I was – Chris and I was having this conversation a couple of days ago, and I was saying what – especially the offensive coordinator, what he wants in a quarterback, he knows exactly what he wants in a quarterback and what he tailors his offense to do to make the quarterback's best traits shine. He, I don't think there's too many offensive coordinators in the league that does it like he does. He is not going to be – a head coaching guy is not going to be a, a team leader. He's going to be the best, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. And that's what he does. Um, he he kind of has this offense that's kind of an amoeba. It just changes every week, you know, depending on the oppo- opponent. And they, 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 they take advantage of your weaknesses and there's all this stuff they've been doing for ages. And they just plod along and, and do what they do. You know, they don't need a guy to throw for 500 yards, but they will beat your ass. You know, you look up the scoreboard and then they'll be like 42 to 20. And you're like, how? You know, and this is what I'm saying. It comp- His style complements what Belichick does so well. And that is why the team will still be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm telling you, even the, all they're missing is a few weapons here and there and to get back to what they do best. And they'll be fine, you know. I'm not worried about them. I, like I said, I, I'm. I, I don't think they're gonna be the, you know, scary team that we're all, you know, oh my God, you know, they're coming into town. But they're not gonna be all of a sudden turning to the Browns now. Agreed. Do you love NFL football fun and booze? 
Join us at Thurston Gold Podcast every Saturday night for weekly NFL coverage, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, and beer reviews. We mix expert football analysis with signature drinks, original segments, and lots and lots of laughs. Yes, that's right, football fans. Please join us at Thurston Gold Podcast by heading over to thurstongold.buzzsprout.com or search Thurston Gold on the web. If you're tired of boring podcasts, come join our football party. NFL season schedule date change was, uh, I'm going to say, I think it was, what, May 8th or May 9th? It's one of those two days, if I, if I recall. Um, what does that mean? Are they trying to wait for an update with the uh, virus going on to see? And if then, do y'all see, uh, um, and do y'all see maybe a shortest uh, season schedule, maybe 12, 14 games? I think, uh, you know what, I think it's a week-to-week or month-to-month um, wait on these on the news on what's going on. I think every week we, we see the news kind of changing and it's a, a wait and see all the numbers getting better all that kind of stuff and who knows? I mean it's a big mystery right now not just with football I mean every sport is really kind of waiting and hoping this kind of goes away uh, soon obviously uh, so that they can move on I mean baseball needs to start Hockey and basketball needs to finish. Football needs to have an idea of when they could get going. Um, but they're, I mean, they're the one sport that's in the kind of in the best spot because they, you know, their season doesn't start, regular season doesn't start until September. Yeah. So, but we know football does need a couple of months to really get going. So um, it'll be interesting. I think they're just waiting as long as possible to see when they could get that season going. I mean, I personally, I don't see, I, I see a season coming up, but I don't see a uh, stadiums full with, with fans. You know, I think it's going to be uh, empty stadiums for the start, at least for the first month or two, you know, I, it's going to be different. You know, I, I'm, I don't know what the, the, the new normal is going to be after this, but it's going to look different than, than what we're normally accustomed to seeing. Yeah, um, I think I I I hundred I hundred percent. For some reason, I can't say a hundred percent. And I haven't been drinking. A hundred percent, I agree with Chris. Um, I think I think they're still feeling out the situation. I think that goes for our government and our schooling system and everything. I think I think like every organization in this country is going through the same situation. They were trying to feel out. And try to understand ways in which uh, we all could basically reinsert ourselves into our society without causing another outbreak. And I think that's the conversation that our president and the heads of all the sports teams and all these, you know, had, you know, trying to figure out how they could do that successfully. Um, so until these conversations, uh, you know, mature, I think we won't have a, uh, an answer to exactly what's going to happen. I think, I think we're still at the, you know, baby stage of, you know, of conversating about how everything's going to start. I think when, you know, I think when everybody, uh, when the, when, you know, when everything comes together, I think that's going to happen with time. There'll be more explanation, but like Chris said, uh, I think the best thing is uh, the fact that the NFL normally starts all the way in September. So it gives you, uh, so much time, so much more time to plan properly how the first NFL game would be played, first 
our NFL game will be played, definitely. I agree to that. And hopefully, you know, things things will get a little bit better. Um, I think we're no – I think it's like we're not, you know, you're not far away or we're not just like – you know, don't don't expect high expert. Don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't put them all in one basket. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we don't even know what's going to happen in the next month. Um, we just what we need to do is hope for the best and hope we have sports back because I know a lot of people like ourselves are going crazy without sports, and it kind of sucks. So this is what we have, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, long story short. Um, but speaking of speaking of um, talking about the NFL, uh, the NFL and the players agree on voluntary offseason workout plans, which will be virtual work limits of four hours a day, four days a week um, from Article Pro Football Talk. And on top of that, Dak Prescott said he would not be participating without the new deal. So, Sarman, how is this playing a part in the Cowboys plan? Will will it play a big part or will it play a small part? Do they have a plan? <laughs> hey, the plan, uh, the plan is for him to play by the season, I guess. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, is that is that the same team that has a starting quarterback that they could have paid about two years ago and they didn't? Mm-hmm. And they're still not paying him? Oh, of course. Is the same team? Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking because mm-hmm. because I still don't understand why they, they haven't paid that guy. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Um and again, it seems like it'll have to go through this he they would have to go through the same thing they had to go through with their running back. Um he's gonna go down to Mexico and train a little bit, you know. And there's gonna be arguments about if you know if uh, Jones loves him or not, and all that other crap is going to go on in the news, and then Jones is going to bend over backwards and throw him a ton of money. As simple as that. It's either that or they figured out that Dak sucks and they're going to trade him. I don't know what the hell is going on down there, and uh, in in reality, you know, I'm kind of dumbfounded over the whole thing. So, um Dak is just doing what Dak's supposed to do. If if you have leverage in a in a in a situation like that, you you use your leverage. Don't throw it away. You know he believes that he should get paid what he's supposed to get paid, and they did not pay him when they should have. So now they he's using that against them. As simple as that. Yeah, that that's what it comes down to. I mean, I don't know what kind of workouts they could do virtually. Um, I guess they're gonna watch videos or something. Um, or? They, basically, they saying they could look at film, and I think after a while they're gonna they could probably have like a team gathering to where I guess they can watch film and I think maybe work out together or something like that. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know much, but I think that's that's what I think that's what it is though. From what from what the article was saying, it was saying like basically they could do team gatherings and they'll be able to watch watch the, the film from, you know, or the iPads or whatever they yeah. watch it from. And that's, that's really about it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's such a weird time. I look at it this way. He would have been holding out if they were having workouts right now, regular workouts. Correct. So I guess he's just listening to his agent. His agent's like, no matter what, you don't do nothing. You don't, you know, so. Right. You know, like you said, man, we, we were talk- we've been talking about it since we started doing the podcast, that they should sign him just to get it out yep. of the way. Right. Yep. And so, we were like, how many ep- how we were how many episodes in, Davin? Uh, this one is eighty six. There you go. 
There you go. <laughs> We've recorded 86 episodes and they still haven't played Dak Prescott. <laughs> which is which is very crazy, but but that Prescott need to stay his ass in the house in quarantine because apparently <laughs> him and Zeke had this uh, party. Oh my people. god! Oh yeah, and him yeah. and Des were working out too, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But again, still stay your I, ass in the yeah. house. <laughs> again, you know, I like just a bunch of people that be, they believe what they believe and their beliefs are gonna ruin other people's lives. I, I don't understand that. I really don't understand how stupid that could be. Like, I if if you're infringing on my right to live a peaceful life by spreading spreading that disease to me just because you won't stay the hell in your house, you know, to me that to me that's a crime. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, a stupid crime, but it's a crime. It's you know. I, yeah. I agree to it. It's just, it's just crazy, but we'll see if that get his deal by uh sometime soon. Um, let oh so now we get into uh mock draft. Um, this is the first one we didn't expect it to uh be in y'all interest really that much. So we just did it for the hell of it. But uh, we appreciate y'all really listening to us in the first one. So we decided to do our second and last one. So how we gonna do it is we just gonna go by one, two, three. Um, I feel like tonight it should be Charmin one, uh, me number two, and you number three, Chris. Okay. Um, so we'll do it like that, and we can't pick the same. We can't pick the exact same players. So that's our rules for the night. So Charmin, you have the number one pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got? You know who it's gonna be. You know no, the number one. It's gonna Joe be Burrow. that dude from LSU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't yeah, think it's uh, Joe Burrow, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be anybody else. <laughs> the only team that could try to come up with a package is Miami because they have those three first round picks. But mm-hmm. I don't think Cincinnati's giving them up for nothing. So hmm. I, I agree. <laughs> so me, I got the number two pick. With the Redskins, I am going with Chase Young out of Ohio State. Um, can't change my mind. The guy could be a game changer like uh, Nick Bosa from out of the 49ers. Um, it's only a matter of time, but, you know, this guy could be a, a good playmaker for on defense for the Redskins. Uh, with the third pick, Detroit. Um I know a lot of people, some people are saying that maybe Detroit might want to trade down here, but this team is looking to win. You know, Patricia, we, we talked about him a little earlier. He needs to start winning. You know, he needs to have a winning season down there or else he's done. This is his third year. He's got to have a winning season. So I don't see him trading down for more picks and all that stuff. So I think he's going to stick with, uh, I think he's going to stick here and he's going to go with Akuda because uh, they, they traded away Slay. Mm-hmm. You definitely need a, a corner. Sharman, you got the number four pick, the Giants. Yeah, man. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. Giants. If you look, I think I think going by um, by need, I think the team, you know, the the I, they need offensive line, they need corner, they need. I mean, they need defense, they need pass rusher. And uh, I think I think pass rush is too high 
the next pass rush, I don't think can be taken number taken at number four in my opinion. Hmm. Um, um, so I would go with tackle, and in my mind, uh, the tackle that fits what uh, their GM likes the most is Makai Becton out of Louisville. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so I got the number five pick, and Miami Dolphins. Apparently, they need quarterback, and apparently they need help. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna do a surprise pick, and I hate to say his name, but if if Sharman knows his name, then his name is Justin Herbert. <laughs> wow. Wow, Justin Herbert goes. I think to... I, I think it, I, I think he's going to the Dolphins. Um, mm. with two with two and he's in his uh injuries and everything like that. I just feel as it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for the Dolphins to choose somebody that's that's injury prone. You know, it's a gamble, but at the same time, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't agree. I don't. You know, I. I don't agree with him being that number, but I got that, you know, it's just that feeling, you know, that feeling that you have, you'd be like, what the hell are they doing? But I just have that feeling something like that is going to happen. So my number five pick, I'm going with Justin Herbert. So you don't see, uh, you don't see two of there. No, you think they're gonna... I changed, I changed my pick from the last one. Okay. All right. So, so you got right. the number six pick, uh, charges, charges. I think um, they need a quarterback, too. Um, so I, I'm going to have to go with Tua. I know there's a lot of talk about the physical and all that. But and but they supposedly like Taylor a lot, and they think they could ride him at least for a year, and then they could sit Smoke. Tua for a year. Yeah, exactly. That's another one. <laughs> I think they're waiting for uh, – I think they're waiting to hear something about uh, Cam Newton. That's just my opinion. But, uh, but still – uh, they definitely need a quarterback, so I'm going to say Tua in this position here. Mm. So you got the Panthers with the number seven <laughs> pick, Sharman. Yeah. Um, this team on offense is all about speed. Uh, we spoke about, and I think I think I heard uh, the new coach uh, talking about talking about that same subject, talking about speed and how speed is necessary, um, and. They got Robbie Anderson, uh, they DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just signed a running back that's probably one of the fastest running backs, zero to sixty in the league. So uh, it just makes sense that they take the fastest guy on offense, on defense, Isaiah Simmons, mm. number seven oh. pick. Okay, Carolina Panthers. Um, number eight, which is the Cardinals. This is me. Um. With them getting Hopkins, <laughs> and you still got Fitzgerald, Lord, you got a nice uh, one-two punch uh, receiving core, and you still got Drake on the, um, the running side, and you have a quarterback that's only going to get better in Kyler Murphy. And so they still need help with the offensive line, and I feel that they're going to go with the guy, uh, my guy from Alabama, Jedrick uh, Wills. Yep. Okay. So that's my pick, and uh, you got the number nine pick, Chris, and you got the Jaguars. Jaguars. Hmm. I think here, man, they've lost so much on defense, this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to go defense here. Uh, who would be the best 
defensive pick, though. Hmm. Uh, maybe, I guess, Simmons is the better defensive player. Simmons um, is done. Simmons is done. Oh, you took Simmons. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Who else is? Who's Derek the best? Brown, C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go Kinlaw. Derek Brown. Derek Brown? <laughs> yeah, I think Derek Brown. Yeah, because they do need help with that. They still need yeah, help. They you definitely know, need to help. Calais and Campbell. Yeah. Yes, and they about to uh, trade uh, Ngakwe. So, Ngakwe, yeah. right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they definitely need so help. That's the best, they, that's need, the best they need help all, all around on their defense because they oh, lost yeah. a lot. Without the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> definitely, uh, that's, a, that's a need and, you know, best best available right there for them. Yes. So. Yes. So, they, so, uh, we, got, so the I got the 10. Browns? Yes, you do. Number 10. Yeah, Browns at Browns need uh, tackle. They need uh, um, they actually need guard too. They need inside inside work inside. The, they need inside. They need wide receiver. They need edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the best inside guy I could think of, but I don't know. He, I love him. I don't know if he should be picked that high though. Um, but I I would I would go tackle for them. Um, I'll go tackle for them, and I'll go Andrew Thomas for the Browns. Right, so mm-hmm. I got the Jets pick number eleven. With the Jets, this... you can't you can't go wrong because you got Tristan Wirfs and Wolfs. Um, you got C.D. Lamb and you got Jerry Judy. You mm, cannot yep. go with, wrong with whatever pick that you choose because one of those guys is going to be your guy that's going to be able to play ten years. You know and uh, it's it's very tough. I'm I'm happy with whatever Joe Douglas is going to choose, but I'm going to go with wide receiver, and I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the guy that that maybe could fit Gaze more and 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 a lot better in his scheme. I'm going to go with uh, Jerry Judy from Alabama. Okay, there you go. Uh, so Chris, number twelve, you got the Raiders. Uh man, I got they need help too. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go you know what? I'm gonna go another wide receiver here too. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go C D Lamb. Hmm. C D Lamb. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's good for them. So number thirteen yeah. and the forty niners. Perfect pick for the forty niners, man. With the kind of offense they run, uh, if they have a wide receiver that could basically run past pass everybody, when they fake that 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 orbit motion, they fake. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, man, that would that would that would cause teams headaches defending the 49ers. Definitely, Ruggs to the 40, uh, number 13 for uh, San Francisco. Uh, I got the number 14 pick, uh, Tampa Bay. Offense is animal. Uh, defense, still a little work that needs to be worked on, but they still good enough to win you games. Um, you can, you got to protect Tom Brady. Um, you have to at this point. Tom Brady is old, but he can still do what he needs to do. Um, yep. So, But, you know, in order to let Tom Brady do what he do, he's going to need protection. So, I'm going with Tristan Wolfs. <clears throat> Sorry, um, Tristan, as my number fourteen pick. 
So, Chris, you got the 15 pick, and it's the Broncos. It's the Broncos. Hmm. This one's a little difficult. Um, Hmm. They lost their corner, but didn't they get someone? Did they get a corner? They lost no. what's his name? No. Didn't they lose? They lost, yeah, they lost I Chris don't think Harris. they have. Yeah, I don't think they've replaced them yet. Yeah, no. They didn't, they didn't replace him. All right, so maybe I, I think I'm going to go with Henderson here. CJ Henderson? Yeah. Nice pick. Yeah, because they need to replace that corner. Yep. So, all right. I'm going to go with. That's our, that's our, that's our mock draft. So, all right. So we know one of these. So we know one <laughs> of these teams, not the Jets, but we know one of these teams going to uh, do a, do something crazy or pick somebody out of the ordinary blue. Um, so, which player, which player um, do you think is going to go higher than expected on which team? Hmm. You um, and then you said, and and if you you're giving me a. Higher, you're talking about top 20, top 15. What are you talking about? Um, like, like, fit, like 15 per se, the 15 we just did, but we, yeah, but we saying that you know, like, like, say last year that we didn't expect the Raiders to do with you know, pick whoever they picked that that wasn't top three, I think. Was well, I don't know what was they draft, but it was around there, so they it's like, it. who the... they pick, uh, Clement Farrell, I think. And nobody didn't expect the Raiders to do it. Yeah, he picked yes. a little, a little higher. Yes. Right, he was he a little yeah, higher. Yeah, that's what I'm Barrel saying. So, than everybody, who, yeah. Who you think from like top, all right, the like 32? Who you think from like, like first, first round? Like, um, who you think from the bottom of the barrel could go high? Could basically go high as a gamble pick. I think, I think, in my opinion, um, there is uh, about three names that I am really high on. That, in my opinion, that are first-round picks uh, that could go higher than people think. Uh, one of the guys is a name that I don't think a lot of people know. Uh, Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin. Um, that's one guy. Uh, I think that that's probably going to go higher than people think. I think uh, the next guy I, uh, that might go higher than people think is Antoine Winfield Jr. Safety. Um, I think that's another player that that might go and Cesar Ruiz that I think a lot of people have as a second rounder. I think he's a center. I think probably the Cowboys could take him in the first round. Um, that's the my three. I think that might go in the first round that a lot of people don't uh, don't think that's gonna go there. Hmm. Okay. What do you think, Chris? Uh, Ruiz was a guy I was thinking of. That was a guy I was definitely thinking of, and I think Sam Fran might have their eyes on him because their mm-hmm. center got hurt last mm-hmm. year. So he and they got a late pick in that first round, right? They're next to last, I guess, because they were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the guy I was thinking of. Another one, I you don't hear too many of the running backs going in the first round, and yep. I think. One of one or two, I think, are going to go in that first round. Hmm. Um, definitely, I, I think the kid from Wisconsin. I know he's carried the ball a lot, but man, that guy is—he's definitely going to be good. I don't know for how long, but he's definitely going to be a good running back, man. Big, he's a big dude, and he's fast. Um, can catch the ball out of the backfield. 
Mm. So I think he's going to go somewhere in the first round. I don't know where, but somebody who needs a, a, a running back, uh, maybe the Patriots, because they need weapons. So yeah, they do. You know, they're, they're a possibility. I'm not saying they are, but that's a definite possibility there. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually have – I'm actually more of the surprise picks type of guy. So my, my surprise picks is going to be um, – from what Ian Rappaport uh, reported earlier, uh, Jordan Love <laughs> could be picked between 5 and 25. And I'm, I'm actually going to say the Chargers is going to take this gamble and, and draft Jordan Love. And I have two of being drafted by the, uh, the Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. It's more of the Tua is more of John Gruden's, you know, gamble type of guy, you know? Something, something, you know, to prove, like prove, you know, prove yourself. And John Gruden will tell you, like, why why he likes the, like, like this guy. Just like, uh, who was it, uh, Hackenberg, I think? No, it wasn't Hackenberg. It was A.J. McCarron, I think. I don't know which one it was, but if John Gruden likes you and he feels that you can, you can drop, he will take more of a chance with you. Um and Jordan Love, uh, a lot of teams is watching him, and 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 it's kind of crazy because you know we would never talked about him like maybe a week or two ago we wouldn't talk about him being fifteen, but it's possibility Jordan Love could fall, could, or, could actually be top pick. If if you remember, I I did say when we started talking about the draft, I did say he was going to be that fourth quarterback taken in the first round. I didn't right. think he'd be right, but I, you're you're saying higher. I, I you know what? There's a possibility. You know what? You know what? The Chargers might gamble this way. If they could find someone to trade up, they might trade down a little bit, and maybe he falls into their hands too. You know, instead of right, taking them, they got them. They got them drafted like I think number twenty in the twenties. I know that right as of right now. So maybe they might gamble in that in that sense. And say, you know what? We'll trade down to say fourteen or fifteen with somebody, whoever it is, and then you know pick up an extra pick or two, and then hope that Jordan Love falls to them, you know. Mm. And then if he doesn't, let's say someone else drafts him before him, before them, I should say, maybe mm-hmm. then then they inquire about Cam Newton. Correct. Something like I, that. I just know. I just know that. You know, teams is really taking in consideration to this guy. Um, maybe he has flaws, but maybe he can actually be that protege that, you know, that can actually make it, you know. So, I don't know. I just know they said teams from 5 to 25. That's a, From 5, that's a high number hmm. for a quarterback like that. Don't you think? Yep. Yeah, I agree. And, and who, needs, who needs a quarterback? Dolphins, I mean, we know San Diego, Chargers, Miami. Patriots. Um, Dolphins, Chargers, Patriots. A couple other maybe teams the, you got to start Panthers. thinking. Well, there's some, some teams. You know, there's a couple of teams you got to think about, too. You got to think about Green Bay, even though Correct. I know they got Rodgers, but Rodgers ain't going to be around forever. But remember, but remember uh, I think they were talking about Jalen Hurts, but you said, you said, Chris, that they uh, – basically you think Jalen Hurts could be more like a wide receiver or a different position type of yeah. coach. Say. Yeah, I don't know. I From what I've heard, I, I don't see him being uh, – a starting quarterback, mm. you know, I just, I don't know. Jordan Love, I see more. I've heard more mm. positives about him, um, yeah. you know, he, but. He is a, he's a, the definition of boomer bust. Yeah. Because he is, 
the guy that could make the ridiculous throw where you'd be like, how the hell did he do that? Mm. And then he will, then he's throw a ridiculous interception where you'd be like, how the hell did he do that? So, mm. you know, that's him. But yeah, to me, to... <laughs> like I said, like I said before, uh, off, off the podcast, um, Jalen Hurts improved in, in, in situations um, in arm talent, you know, a part of his game where a lot of people were questioning him about, um, I think he improved, he showed a little bit of something there. I think teams looking at a leader like he is and a consistent team player and a football player all around. I think if you could draw that part of his game out in a way he actually could make all the throws and, and be accurate doing that. Um, I think he's going to be a sleeper in this draft, definitely. Yes. Well, I think that's it for our podcast. Um, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast, uh, Instagram at NY Just Fans Podcast. Uh, until next week, draft draft week, um, we out of here. Take flight. Take flight. Take We're out of here. Take flight. <laughs>